What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Winning Podcast. How are you doing, Ibiza? Honestly, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. As you can tell, it's already Luigi talking. Uh, I kind of want to get this out of the way right now. You know, just to let you guys know, we usually don't talk about music or events, but we might start. Um, so I just kind of want to ask you, bro. Donda or CLB? Donda. 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 Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. The worst track off the album. I hated that, was that fire. song. Oh what an God. intro. What an intro. Bro, I even looked up I even looked up who he got to do it and she's somebody famous. I'm sure like vocally whatever, but still that that was so annoying. That was ASMR. That was the title of the song. To who? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't exactly. listened to it one time. ASMR. Yeah, because, come on, that was hella annoying. So you're Donda? I do like Donda more. But yeah. I'm more of a rap than a... I don't even know what Drake's classified as, but I mean, I'm more of rap. I mean, they both do a little bit of everything. Kanye sings too. Yeah, but Kanye sings better than Drake. What? Kanye sings better than Drake. Lies. He at least knows three notes. What? Kanye knows a couple notes. He's out there. Bro, Drake be out here speaking different languages. Matter of fact, okay, anyway. Because you can say three words or one sentence in another language does not qualify you to say you speak another language. I'm, but I listen to his songs. Kanye ain't got no Spanish tracks. <laughs> not yet. Oh, man. I mean, if you guys can tell already, I, I'm certified. Like, Donda was cool, but I'm one of those people who feel like Kanye will never top my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And I know that's unfair to say to an artist, but that just that was just my favorite Kanye joint. Uh, Donda was cool. A lot of the songs, I couldn't really... Like, they were cool, is all I could really say. Like, none of them really resonated with me. They do sound good. The production's always there. But I think, honestly, that one's gonna have to go to Drake. Like, Certified Loverboy, bro, like... I just think that's kind of the album we needed right now. I, I know the summer's wrapping up, but there's just so many songs you can get hyped to. And that's kind of what I want from an album right now. And Donda was too cultish, a little too serious, but it didn't take itself that serious at the same time. I don't know. Plus, Kanye's problematic already, so it's just one of those things. Drake's problematic too. Didn't we have a whole conversation about separating the artists from the, from the, um, the music? But either way, to call it cultish, for one, it's kind of fucked up. You bring your religion to anything and anybody calls you cultish. It's it's just how it is. That's not why but, I'm calling it cultish though. But still, like the main the main aspect is it was a, a little bit more heavy heavy on the religion. So people were kinda like thrown away by it. But it doesn't mean it was cultish. See, that's not when I mean cultish is that this album feels like Kanye put it out for the diehard, diehard fans who will never see Kanye do no wrong. But that's only because Kanye has lost a lot of fans. So the only people left are the diehard fans. And is it that he can do no wrong? Because every time he tries to innovate, people fall off his, people fall off. I wouldn't say he's innovating. It's not really innovation when, because again, the production's still there. The music sounds great. The beat selection's dope. The features are cool. Some of them I could have done without. But this album is definitely like, I don't know. The the track list seemed a little too long. I feel like I didn't need a, you know, he's, Donda to me was the original and the, and the deluxe album put in one. You know what I'm saying? Because he had the second half of all the part twos. Where realistically, that's what a deluxe album is. You're going to use the same songs or new songs and just put new people on them. And that's what he kind of did to me. And it felt like there were too many features which made the album really kind of 
like, for me, missed the mark. Because some of them we could have done without. You know what I'm saying? Like, a couple of the parts yeah, we could have done yeah. without. And the whole thing with the stadium, like, the, you know, like, you got rappers who are upset they're not on the album. Rappers who are, like, so, like, ecstatic during the album. Like, people who are hating people. Who are, you know, all the things kind of surrounding it just drew away from the music for me. So it really was cultish because, I don't know, it's just me anyway. It's not even like I'm giving Kanye hate because it's a great album. It's a dope album. Like, a lot of the songs are great, even though I can't remember the names or who's on them. Um, but I still got to go with Drake. Like, Drake, and I mean, we've been on this entire vibe this year. I've just been, like, on a vibe of, like, enjoying women, enjoying going out, enjoying experiences, enjoying this and enjoying that. And Certified Lover Boy, I personally think, aligns with both of what we've been doing more. Like, it's not even about rap or the art at all. I'm just saying, like, bro, which one vibes the most, really? Girls, like, girls like girls where I'm from. <laughs> People will always be mad at Kanye. There's always hell of noise surrounding Kanye. Always. No matter what he does, no matter what's going on, there's still going to be some sort of noise. And I'm not going to make excuses because he is problematic. He does bring on his own issues, and it is, you know, it's his own decisions. What he does, he does. He also said, like, like I said, I'm not making excuses. He said they dropped before he told them the final track list. I go BS on that. Low-key, kind of, but I don't know. And also, fuck who wants to be on my album. If it's my album, you write me a verse like Soulja Boy did and it's whack, I'm taking you <laughs> off my album. Bro, Simple as the that. The fact that Soulja Boy was ever even, like, in the same circle. Okay, actually, I'm not going to knock Soulja Boy. Soldier Boy has pioneered a lot in music, and he does not get enough credit, probably because of the way he acts, which I feel it, you know what I'm saying? But he has done a lot for the rap community. Um, I don't know. Like See, I said, for me right now, I feel certified. See, my only issue with Drake and Drake's music, which might be kind of unfair, is because I don't like radio music. And Drake kind of makes radio music. It's kind of pop. It wants to be played over and over again, which I understand monetarily. Monetary, it's for the money. Okay. Sometimes I'm just like, dog, Drake makes certified fuckboy simp music. That's what it is. Like, at the end of the day, it's... Uh. But that's what everybody loves. Hate it or... Like, love it or hate it. Who does not... Like, that's... Women are into it. Dudes are trying to act like it. And kids are looking up to it. Like, Drake makes music for the masses, yes. But that's because that's what the masses are. Especially in our age, bro. Who do we encounter in life? Like, fuckboys, simps. Like, women who love fuckboys, women who love simps. Women who love fuckboys, simps. Like, he makes music for all of them. It's a combination of two of the worst things people say they hate, though. Okay, but everybody say they hate something just to fall back on it. That's true. It is be It does be wishy-washy. But, mind you, there was bars on his album. Like, both these albums were good. Drake's had bars. He had good features. He had good hooks. Like, it was definitely catchy. They were both about women. Like, let's be honest. Um, there was a line where Drake goes, well, Drake's, Drake is just more ambiguous with his album because he'll post something and be like, a lot of girls felt that. And it's kind of funny because tell me you have never posted something and be like, ah, maybe three girls might think that's about them. Maybe a couple girls might think that's about them. Or a couple people might think I'm talking about them. But honestly, I'm just talking shit. But see, or, I've said this before. Drake has already put it on record. He doesn't make music for niggas. Yeah, true. He's already said that. He goes, I only make music for women. Yeah, true. Which is so, maybe why I don't like it as much. What do you mean? Oh, this man. I'm not hating on it. The album was good. I definitely probably listened to it a couple times. And only Donda. Uh, Donda we're at the club this weekend. 
Too Sexy came on, this man was lit. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it. Like, this man was lit in public. Drake had this line, though, where he was talking about um, a Ruby Rose gold watch. And Ruby Rose was so hyped thinking the, the line was about her. And um, there's a line in Drake's, in, in the album where Drake's like, uh, say something and a lot of people think it's about them. Or a lot of people are going to think this album is about them. Bro, that's just hilarious to me how he's... That's big energy if you ask me. Even from his cover art to the music, it's out there. He's just putting it out there. Because, I mean, respect. I respect it, but... I don't know. When Drake dropped that album, I had a certified weekend. I consider myself certified. Yeah, you were posting all over your story. Certified, certified, certified. certified. Because, again, he came out with some music that's really got me feeling the way I am right now. Like, Kanye dropped the music, you know, trying to commemorate his mom and everything. And that was cool. Which, against me, because I was supposed to be more of a personal album, it didn't feel that personal at all. It didn't. I it do, didn't feel admit that personal I do agree with that. Um, and Drake came out of the cuts and said, I'm a certified lover boy, and posted the artwork, some fuckboy shit, and dropped the music, and it was some fuckboy music. Even the the description of his album was, yours this is about toxic masculinity. Like, I'm, I'm about that. He's just, he's just saying it like it is, and I'm with that, 100%. The bravado. But I do have to admit... I did want to feel more of Kanye. Like, he didn't need the features, to be honest. A couple of them could have fell off. And it could have been a little closer to home. He could have been more about him. Did you you listen to the diss track that got leaked? Yeah, I didn't like that. Nah, I didn't either. I the didn't verses like weren't even that great. Nah, 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 nah. The ver- Andre's verse was fire. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, the diss that verse. was top tier. I just feel like, one, I get why the song didn't make the album. Because why would you add a diss track on your mom's album? But two, honestly, that was the best track I've heard from Donda's production. Yeah, because if you heard the part where it was Kanye's verse and before like the dissing came out and they were just spitting, mm-hmm. like, man, when uh, Andre 3000 goes, man, I didn't know he was going to add the diss verse, so then I pulled out from it being on the album, and that's why it ended up, he was kind of mad it got leaked because you were talking about it earlier. Rappers don't got to be beefing like this. Like, you don't. You don't, bro. Like The pissing contest is over. You know, because that was an era of rap. We should be past that now. Just make good music. Yes. Just make good music for people to listen to. And they'll put you up top if you deserve to be up top. You don't have to go out and try to drag somebody else on your mom's album. Like, you ain't got to do that. And again, Andre got so personal. And then for Kanye to just come through and be like, man, fuck Drake. It's like, dog, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, what are you doing? It was unnecessary. It was hell unnecessary. And for Drake or whoever on Drake's camp to leak it. Made it even worse because you guys keep that. I don't know. As a fan, I'm kind of standing on the sidelines right now and being like, what the fuck's going on? Why are we still doing this? Like, do we not learn anything from Biggie and Tupac? Like, come on, let's man, chill it's out. Not, it's not even that. It's like you guys both make great music because the thing is, Drake had Cuddy on his album. Kanye did too. Drake had Travis Scott on the album. Kanye, like, they had so many albums. They had so many collaborators on each other's albums. It's like clearly you guys are in circles. Where everybody's probably wondering what the fuck's actually going on. So why even make it a thing? But you think the confusion's part of it? Do you think there's really even a beef? And it's more so... Uh, I think it's just marketing. I yeah, hope it's just marketing. It but be. either way, it's just dumb. Also, what I do find funny, though, is Kim having Kanye's album on mute and blasting Drake's shit. She's hella funny for that. Wait, when? Uh, so she posted uh, some screenshots of her listening to the music. But Kanye's volume was like all the way turned down. And then she did the same thing for Drake, and it was all the way turned up. Wow. So, uh, what's going on? Wow. What's really going on? Well, honestly, they did say Drake the beef... actually smash? They... I don't know. No, the beef came <laughs> from that. That's crazy. See, I think she's marketing into it, too. Even though they're not together, 
ah, rich doesn't, rich love is different kind of love. Yeah. What, let's be honest. Yeah. We could sit here and try to talk about it all we want, but we'll never really know. Them dudes probably hanging out right now, if I'm being real with you. Man, speaking of love, bro, you know what's been going on this week? What? It's really been on my mind. Sorry to abruptly drop that convo, but Drake, Kanye, will be on your level one day. But until then, <sighs> I got a question. When's the right time to bring a girl home to your mom or to your family to introduce her to the fam? Damn. Uh... I've never understood it. Like, mm. There's been a big dilemma to where it's like, oh, I want to be introduced to your family. Um, I feel like it's the right time. Or even when you first start dating and they're like, okay, now that we're official, um, let's, let's meet the family, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, why is it that serious? Why can't we wait until something comes up or like, why can't we wait until this, that, or the other? Why does it have to be a, why haven't I met your mom moment? Or um, now that we're dating, uh, I want you to introduce me to your family kind of moment. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, people are people are all we have. Like, that's kind of how we build our interaction. That's kind of how we really live life that way. No, like, not necessarily even seeking acceptance from other people, but if I'm supposed to be in your life and it's supposed to be this big thing where it might last forever... Why haven't I met where you came from? Because that's what it's really about for me. Um, and to answer your question, if there's really a right time, no, I don't really think there's ever really a right time. I think it really depends person to person, the vibes you're getting, where you guys are at. Um, because, I don't know, like, let's say it's about to be Thanksgiving. If we've been together for a month and you either don't get along with your family, your family's not celebrating, or, you know, whatever's going on, you're away from your family, I'll bring you to my house, make the introductions, kind of let everything play itself out because I should theoretically kind of know who you are, what your vibes are. Uh, the other thing for me too is that it's very important because I got to know how you interact with my family. I'm not just going to put a ring on a girl's finger if the minute I bring her on my family, like she doesn't get along with my siblings. She's cussing at my mom. She's disrespectful. She's this, she's that. She doesn't, she doesn't like... She doesn't like the food. She doesn't like the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I got to know before I bring you home, like, what is this really about? You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where I'm at. So there's never really a right time. And at least for me anyway, I've also dated women where um, I've met the family within a month or I've met the family a year later. And, you know, it's, again, it's just really how it goes. But I think it's an important step. Always. I agree that it's an important step. But when it's forced is when I'm like, why? Like, why is it? Like, why do you have to push it so hard? But what do you mean forced? As in, if, if I'm like, yo, you know, I've been sleeping behind your back for this many months. I've been holding a titty, a butt cheek. Like, what are we doing here? And if it's around the holiday times, I think I'm, I'm going to ask, yo, are we going to be doing something with your family? See, I don't get that. Why what? is it like, so if you have holiday plans, say it's like, hey, if she goes, babe, I'm going home for uh, Thanksgiving. You're going to be like, oh, can I come too? You're going to invite yourself to that situation? Or are you going to wait for them to ask you? I mean, I'm going to wait for them to ask me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's a little bit different. Because, again, like, what we're talking about for me anyway is like, yo, eventually for us to move forward, you know, you got to meet the fam. Now, it's a whole different topic if we don't get along with the fam or if my, my family is disrespectful towards you. Then we have, like, different, you know, paths we can take. But if it's just a blank slate and everything's good, everything's vibing, why don't you, you know, like, I think it's, let's go meet the fucking family. Why not? Maybe I feel like it's more of a, of a heavy thing. Like, if I, say you bring that girl around July 4th. There's a July 4th barbecue, you bring her around. 
and then come around Thanksgiving, you brought a different girl around. Your mom's gonna be like, Luigi, who's this? Nah, see, but see, that's one of those things. I'm not thinking about it that way. And if that's kind of how it plays out, I expect everybody to be adults and be like, all right, then it didn't work out with the last girl. But then they're going to be asking you questions in front of your new girl. Not, no, no. What does is, does that happen to you? If I was your parent, I'd be like, Luigi, what happened to blah, blah, blah. In front of the new girl? Yes. Or would you put me? See, I wouldn't that, care. See, that's just a little, that's just different in your end. My parents would never do that. Because who's they this girl to They'd never be like, yo, da, 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 in front of the new girl because they'd understand. Obviously, when the old girl didn't work out. So do you tell them that before you bring the new girl around, or does it do just... I, do I tell my parents it's not going to be the same girl they met last time? Yeah. Of course. So I don't okay. pull up, and they expect homegirl to get out of the car, and it's a whole different girl. See, I'm just thinking it, it always becomes an awkward situation. No, it shouldn't be, because, I mean, at least for my parents anyway, <laughs> I mean, my mom's always said it like, I'm young and I'm dating. Like, I'm not with the girl I dated in high school. I'm not with the girl, you know, that I dated in college. Like... So, and my, my mom's met both of my exes and, you know, she's, so it's one of those things like, why would my mom bring up the, to the person I'm dating now about my, the old people? I don't know. I'd be curious. I'd just be like, Hey, who's this? At dinner? In front of the salad? <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, what do you mean? The whole family's here. Your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, little cousins looking at you like, who'd you bring around this time? No way. No way. That's crazy. I don't think it'd work out that Especially way. Especially if they built a bond. Cause that's what I'm saying. It gets, it gets serious where it's like. Honestly, I'm not that close to my family for one, but I'm close enough to know that the bond is tight to if I bring someone around who's going to join in that, just join in the family, you, it's got to be something kind of serious for me to just be like, okay, now you can come meet them. Because I don't want to end up next holiday from Thanksgiving to December, from Thanksgiving to no fucking way. Christmas, it's someone no new. No way, man, because if I'm dating a girl and you know we've been together for, again, if the vibes are right, we can meet the fam whenever. If I'm dating a girl for one, two, three, four, five years, and she's never met the family, I don't really know how serious I am about that. Is there certain members in the family who are more important than others? Like, could you introduce her to your little brother before you introduce her to your mom? Oh, yeah, of course. But that's because my little brother understands a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Because he's also, well, my little brother's a little bit different. He's, he's 20 now. So I'm sure he's also dating. He's also doing his own thing. Um, so, yeah, like, I'd run it by him and be like, yo, bro, this is who I'm with. You think I should bring her home? Or, yo, like, this is what I'm doing, da-da-da-da-da. But a lot of times, if I'm introducing her to the little brother, the little sister, like, it's because I'm getting ready to bring her to the mom and dad, like. Okay, another question for you. She brings you around her family. You don't get the best vibes from her family. What's your course of action from there? Uh, we got to talk about it. In what way? Like, yo, it's, I, a, it's a red flag? Like, it's a deal breaker or no? It could be a deal breaker, 100%. Me personally, I don't really want to be intertwined with a family who's hella racist, bigot, homophobic. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. Like, if the family's sacrificing kids, you know, every other weekend to please the blood gods, I don't want to be a part of that. But what if your vibes with her for that year you were talking to her were were perfect? Like, well, it depends on what she stands. Like, you know, you know, like cats out the bag. I'm a black guy. If I'm about to go to your house, no, but listen, if, I, if I'm about to go to your house, did you tell your parents I'm black? How did they react? Oh, you, you didn't tell them. Why didn't you tell them? You know what I'm saying? Like all the, She was afraid got, of how they might react. But see, but then now I know what she stands. Why are you afraid? Why are you with me in the first place? You're going to be afraid. We can't be together. That's simple. Damn. Damn. But see, the way I see a relationship is I'm building a whole nother family. So... 
her family, I don't think would be a big deal breaker for me. Man, listen, I can't just be separating myself entirely from either one of our families. Because me and my girl, we're trying to go on date night. The kids got to go to somebody's house. <laughs> they got to go to one of the parents' house. And if we just out here animals with everybody, then I can't go strip my girl out in public like I'm trying to do. What? You, you know better... what I'm saying? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> I'm just saying. What? You don't got a good homie who got kids that they can go have a no, play date? Like, what? If I got family members, brother, like if I got my brothers, my, you know, my kids' uncles, grandparents, like that's where they should be going. Like, I don't know. It just might be a little bit of a cultural thing, like a, a bit of a difference between you and I, but... For me, you know, again, if you and your parents aren't on good terms because you don't support, you know, like the bad, you know, uh-huh. the things that you just don't line with, as long as they're good things, if your parents aren't racist and you want to be a racist piece of shit, that's what you're going to get along with them. That's different. But if your parents are a racist piece of shit and you're not and you're trying to be better and you're wanting to, you know, grow an interracial relationship, then girl, yeah, it's you and I. Now my family will take you in and now you got a whole new family. Either way, there's still a family involved because, I mean, I'm not like, I'm very close to my family, but at the same time, it's not like we talk every day. They don't know what I'm up to all, every single, you know, time of the day, but I still love them. And ultimately, if I have somebody in my life who's gonna either going to have my kids, you know, get a house with, do all that craziness with, like, nah, you guys got to get in on that too. But what if they come from no family? Like, it's just them. Then I bring them into my family, like I said. Okay, okay. And I don't know, me personally, my mom's very receptive. She, you know, like, she loves people. My mom's still waiting for grandkids and all sorts of craziness. So, again, it might just be a little bit different in our ends. But for me, family matters a lot. You've been trying to have grandkids, too. <laughs> I've been joking around over that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this has all been jokes, okay? Uh, I'm not ready for kids, man. The career is still very young. I still got to travel the world and do some other shit. So I'm not ready for kids. No, I feel that. Have your fun, y'all. While you're young. No, honestly. But, you know, that's a that brings up an interesting question. Because now we're talking about, you know, like families and where they stand and everything else like that. What I really want to know is what about perspectives? You know, let's, let's get a little toxic really quick. Because realistically, like, what we're trying to talk about are preferences, you know, with who we date. So let's talk about preferences. Mm. Women's preferences. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, to be honest... Let me be a little. Let me be a little vulnerable before we start getting a little toxic. But I feel like I don't trust people. I think that's toxic, not vulnerable. What? You, you just don't trust nobody. No, that's evil. <laughs> I mean, nah, nah. You got to keep people at arm's distance. I don't trust nobody. So, well, and especially that, when it comes to women, like women are slick. They're just slick, and they get away with things. And maybe that's a big reason why I don't want to introduce um, people to my family early on, is because. How do I know this isn't temporary? Like, But you'll never know. Bro, people get married for 40 years on and then they break up or get a divorce. Which is why it's hard to trust. It's like, come on now. But you never Kanye know. Kanye and Kim but just you broke never up. Know. But you never know. Okay, man, come on. Awesome rumors. Come on. You, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, people who I thought I'd never be with, I've been with for a long time. People who I thought I'd never sleep with, I've slept with. You know, it, it, bro, you can never know. You, you never know. But how does your uncertainty towards women play into their preferences. It has everything to do with their preferences. Not to even be an asshole, but things can change for a woman at the drop of a dime. At the drop of a dime. I have a girl tell me I got no chance and then the next thing I know we're laid up in the bed. I have a I have a girl be like, "Oh, that dude just a friend." And then they're smashing and then like at that point it's not even not even sex-wise in general. 
Because they could even just be like, that dude's dusty. Like, he could never get with this. But then later on, their homegirl is like, hey, he's actually kind of funny and cute. And next thing you know, the girl who called him dusty is trying to get at him again. Like, just because she knows he liked her. Like, what is going on there? It's just too flip-flop, like pancake. The words don't ever make sense. Maybe it's I just don't understand women yet. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's just so wishy-washy that I don't think they have preferences. Man, honestly, I've definitely been confused by women saying one thing and acting completely different. Like, I've definitely been, that's definitely gotten me one or two or ten times. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I think it's the same logic they use when they hang out with women they don't like. You hear it all the time. They'd be like, oh, man, homegirl's trash. Uh, or, you know, homegirl's a bitch, da 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 And then the first opportunity to get, they're, like, hanging out together, like, buddy-buddy. So I get that. I mean, like I said, I think it's the same logic. Because, you know, you hear homegirls be like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, you hear them say all sorts of things like, nah, he's not my type. I don't like the way he dresses. I don't like this. I don't like that. And then you bat an eye and they're the first person they're hanging out with. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of crazy. I don't really understand why they do it. Guys do it too. Don't get me wrong. Guys would be like, bro, I'd never sit with a girl like that. The minute somebody looks away, bro, you knees deep in her already. So guys do it all the time. Um, but also my favorite one from women, bro, is when you're talking to a girl about something she said she'd never do. And then she ended up doing it. Whatever that is. And then she goes, oh, it just kind of happened. That shit kills me every time. What do you mean it just kind of happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just said it, like, given that Gluck Gluck 9000, it just magically happened. Like, nah, girl, just say you're about it and move on. No. Like, just say you're about it and move on. And, you know, people want to be like, oh, well, that's, that's kind of fucked up to say, da, da 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 And I'm not talking about any fucked up situations. I'm talking about when homegirl was like, oh, that, that should never have happened. Or, you know, homegirl goes and hangs out with somebody. You go, damn, girl, like, what's up? And she goes, it just kind of happened. You got to play your cards to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? Two plus two without the equal sign never equals four. So, like, what's really going on? No, and I feel like sometimes they're filtering still, like, even when they're good friends. Because, man, you could play play music in the car for one of your homegirls. And she'll be like, oh, this artist is trash. Why do you listen to this? And then they'll be talking to some dude they like and be like, and they'll be bumping that song you were bumping. Like, hey, I thought that was trash. And she goes, nah, I like this song, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo. Because the, like, what? Just because you're interested in the dude, you're going to act like you're interested in the music he was listening to? I've definitely seen that. What is going on? I've definitely seen that. I've 100% seen that. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> like you talk about it that way. Because I'm sure every dude can relate to this. No, I 100% agree with you. That happens all the time. And we're not over here, again, just being biased about the experiences. Because like I said, men do it too. Like, I I would never listen to Taylor Swift unless the girl that I was trying to get with is listening to it. Right? I'll sing along. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll like, sing oh, yeah, I'll sing along. My boys can't you know, be around, though. Bro, for real. <laughs> You know, like, there's been instances where I'm like, man, I'd never do that. And then it happened. Like, those things do happen. But I was saying women are notorious for never owning up to it. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because we were talking about this earlier. Like, dudes go to the party. Uh, it's getting close to the end of the night. The girl they were trying to get at never got back to him. But there's this other girl who's not even half the number the previous girl was. It's like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But dudes own up to it. You know what I'm saying? At least the better ones do. Because I know some dudes are still out here trying to be grimy. Like, they want to pr- protect the fact that they only sit with dimes. But most dudes, bro, a nickel will we'll get them going. Right. You know what I'm saying? But dudes own up to it. Women don't a lot of times. And if they do own up to it, they'll downplay it like crazy. That's why I got to say I got no preference. 
Like, at the end of the day, I have no preference. Because you can see me with tall, short, thick, thin. Like, it don't really matter. Blue, green. Like, one fish, two fish. Like Damn, son, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> what? But no. Nah, if you got it, I'm hopping in. Because, I, I mean, I don't really want to say that, yeah, they'll say women run off of emotions. Because let's be honest. You, you brought it up last time where you were saying how some guys are just a female's friend, but then that female, she might be down, and she might be kind of sad, and then she hits you up. And the next thing you know, when you're making her feel better, she's kind of horny now, and she wants to fuck. And then one thing leads to another. So at that point, I don't want to say it's just... It's not that they're based off of emotions, but it really just matters how you make them feel. I agree. How you make them feel. I agree. And it's, you know... Because <laughs> the thing is, we could really talk about it. The women truly have preferences. Like, and I'm not talking about standards, you know what I'm saying? Like, people got to have, like, standards on how they want to be treated, standards on whatever you want to have your standards on. Definitely different. But do, you know what I'm saying? But the women really truly have preferences. And do you think some of them weren't valid at all? Yeah, some of them, some of them make no sense. Some of them are kind of shallow. Some of them are... Mm, I don't know. Some of them can be bypassed. Like, I had a I had a homegirl who was, who her type was nothing like me. Like tatted asshole. Like, none nothing like me, right? But I'm the type of guy who, who still gets her interested to the point where it's like, damn, I don't know why I'm attracted, but I'm attracted. Like it's I'm not like it'll break your normal type, and next thing you know, we're laid up together. And at that point, it goes, man, do you really have preferences or do you just? Wanna? I don't even want to say a decent dude because the bar is low for men. The bar is so low to where if you can hold a conversation, you you're kind of in there already. Oh yeah, easy. And I mean, but I think that's because dudes don't expect a lot. You know what I'm saying? Not to say women don't provide a lot, but I think a lot of men we don't expect a lot. We don't expect a lot of women to be ready to like court us. So a girl like the bare minimum. All right, cool. Not like women aren't out here doing the most, which a lot of women are, but especially in a bar situation, like that girl is not ready to go to your house and cook for you. She's not ready to go to your house and and just do whatever. So you got to meet her at that face value. But that brings up an interesting topic because I was having this conversation with one of my friends and she goes, she goes, I couldn't do a man's dishes or do his laundry or whatever. And I'd be like, what? Like... I'd, I sometimes will have a friend over, we'll be kicking it, and if we're chilling and she sees me folding laundry, she might get up and help. Yeah, see, a girl like that I would I would have never spoken to in the first place. What do you mean? Because we oh, we got to stop the, oh, I'd never do this for da 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 Like, stop. Because I think part of it is being a decent person, another part is reading the room, and three is, again, it's just what we talked about. Why are you hanging out with people who... You wouldn't do such minimal tasks for. Exactly. It's a fucking dish. Like, it's, bro, it's like that one time we we're hanging out with the homie and he had the girl over and he was like, oh, you're using the, one, you're using the wrong wine glass. And she like poured it out and used a whole different one. And when he asked her to clean it, she made a big fuss about it. But he was like, yo, like, you're, just, you're dirtying up on my dishes. At least have the decency to put it in the, in the dishwasher. And she was like, why I got to do that for you? Like, that's crazy. Get out of my house then. Yes. Like, you're being ridiculous. I think it happens a lot more than women are willing to admit that they date guys who they say they never date. And they just got to own up to it. Because it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying you guys are the worst. I'm not saying you guys aren't ever trying to make a good move. But 
just admit it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know how many girls who we went to school with who were like, oh, yeah, like my man got to be tall. My man got to be this. He got to be that. And now the dude's hairline's receding and he's only 18. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not 18, but you, you get the point. Like my man, my man look like he's already lived four lives, but he's only 25. So where are those preferences really at? Yeah. And people change. I get that. But I think we need to be a little bit more honest with ourselves. Because I the same, you know, flip the coin. Dudes are out here like, bro, she got to be a dime. They get married, it's job of the hut. Let's be completely honest. Yeah, because it happens honest. for women too. Because my homegirl, she goes, nah, the girl, like this girl, her friend, fine. Fine, right? And she goes, yeah, she's uh, trying to get married right now. And the type of guy she's looking for is nothing like the guy she's ever dated. Like, let's be honest. Girls have fun with the dudes they want to have fun with. But by the time it's time to get serious... Their whole little thing switches up. It does. It switches up. They're looking for the dad bods. My man got to be shaped like a guitar. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you told me this. You gave me one piece of advice one time. It, bro, I've, I'll probably never forget this. But you go, a woman who loves you will do the same thing that another woman who loves you did for you. 100%. Because, what? Because if they love you, they will. If that, and it's, again, it's not, a, it's not a sex thing. It's not a... Like a misogynistic thing is just true because the same thing for a man. A man who loves you will do the exact. A man who truly loves you will do the exact same thing any other man who truly loved you will do. Yes. Same thing with a woman. Like a woman who loves you will cook for you even if she doesn't know how to cook. She'll make that grilled cheese sandwich, and the next woman will still cook for you. And even if she's a better cook, she'll make you that lobster mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always levels to it. But a woman who loves you will always do the same thing any other woman who's ever loved you will. Maybe except for your mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I stand behind that. It just makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but honestly, we could talk about this all day, about people's preferences, height, weight, sex, like looks, but all that. But I think there's only one that truly matters to me at the end of the day. And it doesn't matter to me personally because I don't live by that code. But I think the most important thing to talk about when you're talking about preferences between men and women, race. You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah, I hear you. Man, I usually have this conversation with men, and it always gets me so cringy when we start bringing up race. Because, like I said, I got no type. Like, I don't care what race you are, where you're from, um, how you were raised. Like, it doesn't really matter. But when I'm talking to a dude and, like, say, man, I'll just give you an example. I, I showed, um, it was one of my coworkers. I showed him the girl I was talking to. And I was like, bro, he was like, what does she look like? And I go, here. And I show him. And Nans looks at her, and he's like, I. And I go, whoa, like, this girl's fine. Like, what do you mean just I? So I was like, what do you mean, dog? Like, is she ugly? And he goes, no, 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 no. Um, he goes, nah, I just don't find black women attractive. I go, huh? See, that's ugly right then and there. But that's so ugly. He tries to clean it up, right? He goes, no, 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 no. Uh, he goes, I, like, he goes, there are, not to say there's not attractive black women, I personally just don't find them attractive. So is that still a preference? I don't think it's a preference. I think, and I mean, I don't have a degree in this. You know what I'm saying? I can only talk about what, I, what I've read on, what I've taken classes in. But I think it's that, like, subconscious racism still. Like, how can your preference be based solely on race? How? Because whenever, because I hate this shit, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because if I walk up to a girl... You go, man, you're too short. Cool, I can live with that. Man, you're not, you're not, your shoulders aren't as broad as I usually like them. I can live with that. 
Oh, your fucking hair is not the way I like it. You're, you know, I'm like whatever it is. You smell. You're overweight. You got stains in your shirt. Whatever the problem is, I can always live with it. But the minute you go, I'm just not into black boys. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? When so many, bro, because whenever I hear you're not into Mexicans, Asians, Latin, Latinos, Mexi- whatever the fuck, like Indian women, my first question always is, how do you look at an entire group and not find a single one of them attractive? Like, how do you do that? How can you look at everybody who's not white or your own culture and be like, ah, oh, no, I'm just not into that? There's so many beautiful women out there from all these groups, and you're going to look me in my eyes and be like, I'm not attracted to black women. You've never seen a black woman you've been attracted to? You're lying. And if that's not racist, then what is? Because the thing is, just like any woman who loves you will treat you the same way as any other woman who loves you, somebody who cares for you who's white, black, Asian, Latino, whatever they are, they'll care for you just the same way. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand if you're Asian or black, you might want to date within your own community because you meet a lot of those same like challenges in life. And you guys, you guys can kind of bond over that. There's always like that cultural aspect too. But, you know, I've also met, you know, white dudes who would love to date a black woman and treat them the best or would love to date a Latina. And it's not rooted in fetishizing them. They actually do enjoy that culture. But when you start being like, oh, I wouldn't date somebody because they're black. Bro, what? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, well, you- Hang on, hang on. I got a question for you. Because personally, <clears throat> personally, I would say to myself, I wouldn't date a white girl. Like, I would just say that. I wouldn't date a white woman. But you're being with white women, and I know this. <laughs> right? But, but see, no, no, already, but, but, though. Wait, but listen, 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 listen. All right, so besides that, I would say I wouldn't date a white woman only because... I can't handle and I don't want to deal with the cultural differences when it comes to a microaggression or something they don't understand or them getting me in a situation where I'm like, hey, like, that's some white people shit. You don't do that. Like, that's where I'm like, I can't handle working through that through life. Like, okay, but you don't have to. But see, that's what I'm saying. If you get with somebody and that's that's what life is throwing at you, maybe one, you know, it's not the right person. But in my experience, because I've been in plenty like interracial relationships, if you meet the right person, it's all the same. Because, bro, I've dated a black girl and still, and still dealt with racism. So, yeah, when I date a white woman, I'm easily going to deal with that, too. When I d- date an Asian girl, easily I'm going to deal with that, too. And my name's Luigi. The f- last thing people think about me when I walk in through the room is that I'm going to be the black guy. Yeah, I didn't think that when I first <laughs> You like, know oh. what I'm saying? So that's my life already. So I would never... Just be like, oh, I'm never going to date this group because of the challenges life is going to go through at me. I'm already black, bro. That's, this literally, that's, that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? But the issue, again, is... If and it sounds kind of, you know, like, backhanded, but if a white guy goes, I, I wouldn't date a black girl just so I don't have to deal with the cultural aggressions that I'm going to have to deal with, that's fucked. Because not only are you acknowledging the shit black people go through, but you're also, like, discarding us because you're like, yeah, I'm not trying to deal with that. It's, that's kind of fucked. But then is that still a... That, I feel like... I that's feel like still that's, racist. That's not a preference. Really? That's not a preference. Bro, how are you going to be mad at me because the world hates me? Now you don't want to love me? <laughs> like, what? That's not a preference. You're just literally, a, like, you were just a silent bystander at that point. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to date black people because huh, I'm not going to deal with that. So you know what's going on. And I don't want to date you either, but because at the same time, we have those group of people who are more than happy to create those inter- 
interracial relationships. That's just a lot of communication. I feel like to get to that point of trust and communication is so hard. It's so difficult. I don't think so. Really? I, I, think, I, I don't think so. Man, because uh, I don't know. And I will say, bro, personally, and this is no shame or n- no shunning like black women here, but I've built... So I've built better relationships with like outsiders, if you want to call them that, people who aren't black, than I've done with like black women I've dated. Not really? all the time, but it has happened mm-hmm. where I find more understanding somewhere else than within my own group. And that's why I don't think anybody should ever be so close minded as to I'm only going to date black people mm-hmm. or I'm only going to date other Asians. I'm only going to date other Latinos because there's shitty people all around mm-hmm. and there's good people all around. So why would I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, some people. You know, we look a little bit better than others by default. Like, some people are a little bit see-through. Like, you've seen the veins and the bulging kind of nastiness, yes. But they, they, could, they still deserve love. Maybe not from us, but <laughs> they still do. So, to me, that's not a preference. You're just being racist and you don't want to admit it. But is it only racist from white people? No. No. Because... You know, like See, now people might get kind of mad. No, bro. Asians, they'll have all sorts of fucking ways to feel about black people and black people are the same way towards Asians, uh, Latinos. And, you know, like there's always that race struggle between us. I'm just saying stop holding over people of a shit that can't change. Like I've met dope Mexican people that I would fucking date. Now I'm supposed to say I'm not going to date or sleep with them because they're Mexican. Like, are you serious? Or I've met, like, bro. Like, walk into a room is Gabriel Union, and she's like, oh, let's get it going on. Now, just because you're a fucking scrawny white dude, you're not going to smack Gabriel Union? Like, just because she's black, bro? Like, examples. <laughs> These are just examples. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's really dumb. I think it also holds a lot of people from experiences that would change their lives for the better. Imagine taking a white woman to a cookout. Because, you know, because before she was like, oh, I never did a black guy. My sisters would roast her. Yeah, see, and, and that's okay. Like, I can't go. I can't go to your barbecues no but more. But see, that's what you think. But what if she goes? Where she goes? That was fire. Damn. <laughs> I want. I want to get to talk like them. I want to get to like not like talk like them, but I want to start roasting people too. Like yeah. they're great at that. The food, amazing. Man, your dad, hella funny. Wow, I love this. And the entire time, she didn't even bring up the fact that we we're black. She just said she had a good time. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like you can't hold it against people that way, man. Like, but I don't know. It's like. Uh, I don't even know, dude. I don't even know. Like I said, I understand preferences. I understand wanting to stay within your own group. But at the same time, you can want to stay within your own group but be open to dating other people. Like I said, I only don't, I, I only don't vibe with it when he goes, I would never date this person because of, of their race. Because what does that mean? Like, honestly, see, now we're getting quiet in the mind. Because what does that really mean? What does that ever really, really mean? Yeah, there's something stemmed in. There's something deeper than that. And I, I don't want to deal with the headache. I'm going to deal with the headache. I don't want to deal with the headache. People can call it whatever. They'll be like, well, I'm, I just like dating who, I, who I'm used to being around. I get that. I'll give you a pass for that. But that's, like, if you grew up in a small town, 20 people, they're all white. What choice do you have? But at least when you made that choice, it wasn't because you can only be with a white man. Like, that's weird. That's so weird. Because there's successful black people, successful Indians, successful Asians. There's success across the board. So if, if you're measuring it by success, then you could date whoever. If you're measuring it by attractiveness, you can find it in whatever group. If it's sex and how like big or you know like whatever you're looking for, you find it in every group. So what's it really if it's not racist? Pause. Think about that. The winning podcast. 
And like I said, this isn't an attack on women specifically, because men do it. Men are worse. Men are the worst at it. Men will tell you, "Oh, I can't date her because her titties aren't big enough, or her ass ain't fat enough, or like she doesn't look the way I want them to look." Da 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 da. So men are definitely terrible at it too. <laughs> the worst one for me is when you have people out here screaming "Black Lives Matter" or you know, like Asian Lives Matter, all this shit matter, like so much equality, but they still like only post one one group, like one stereotype. So I have a problem with that too, but that's 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 an issue for a whole other day. Cause I have friends who do that. They'll always be talking about, you know, like fuck white people, fuck this, fuck that, but they only stay within that white group. So what does that really mean? Man, and on the flip side of the people who say they don't like a certain race, don't even get me started on the speaking of cults, the I only date black men. Oh my god. Bro, the oh I love <laughs> oh black men. Oh my god. Oh I hate I really hate when I'm when there's a ugh, really White people, stop doing this. Stop being a white woman in a room saying how much you love black men. That does not feel good. It does not. No, no. and that's why only the ratchet ones flock to you when you say that. Yes, <laughs> yes, because they're like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on now. But for us respectful, educated black men, we're like, yeah, that's that. You're okay. And bro, my favorite question every time one of these women say that is, how would you raise a black daughter? Because yeah, she's half black, half white. But, of course, you, you'll probably know how to raise a white daughter. But what's going to show on her skin is her blackness. That's what people are going to see first off. You're going to have questions about why or uh, whose daughter are you babysitting or um, whose kid is this, knowing damn well it's your kid. So you being so excited to have a black kid being white, I'm just like, what are you doing? Stop fetishizing the baby. Yeah, that's always weird to me. Stop fetishizing the baby that's and the skin color that they're going to come out as. But how are you going to raise... A black daughter. Do you know how to do hair? Do you know how to do black hair? Bro, probably not. No. Probably not. And I run away from women like that. If we're in a conversation and everything else is, you know, getting checked off the list for you being a great person, and then you go, yeah, I only date black men. Which, okay, I'm going to be careful about that. So, because I ask them to be like, why do, you only date, why do you only date black men? I've had a girl be like, well, because every white guy I've ever dated has always been abusive to me. And I've, always, I've only ever gotten taken care of by black men. Which, not to burst your bubble, there are black men who are overly aggressive and should probably not be dating anybody. But I understand that response. Like, she feels comfort or she finds comfort when dating a black person because as, par, as far as the trauma goes, he's not going to put her hands on her. I get that. I vibe with that. But then you go to the next girl, you're talking, you're talking. She goes, yeah, I only date black dudes. Why? Oh, uh, you know, they just, they just got the biggest dicks. Oh, yeah, never mind this. Yeah, like that's what? Just, oh, that's just all the wrong reasons. Like, girl, what? You just That's a fetish right there. Like, calm the fuck down. We're not doing that. So I usually, like, a woman who doesn't give me a good reason and why she only dates a certain group, I, I back away from. I've, I've had women walk up to me and be like, yo, like, oh, you're so sexy. Yo, you little chocolate, da-da-da-da-da. Like, I'm just trying to have you. I'm just da And I'm like, ugh. Bro. <laughs> Like, no. uh, okay, that's a lie. I'm not gonna lie and say I've been indulged in it. You know, like uh, let me just get my nut real quick. I've done that, but for the most part, I'm older now. I understand things a little bit better. Uh, I walk away. Bro, I was in Mexico, right? I was in a Mexican club, and it was one of the local clubs. So like, all the people that were there lived there. Like, of course, I'm gonna talk to the locals and ask them where they go, rather than go to all the clubs where the tourists are at, right? <clears throat> So I'm in the middle of this club, me and my homie, we're gigging, we're having a good time. We had some other homies with us. We had a pretty big group. They ended up f flushing out, right? Because 
being in those situations, sometimes it's uncomfortable uh, for people who aren't used to being surrounded by a certain ethnicity or whatever. But me and my homie, you know, we're, our skin color is a little darker, so we're used to being around um, the Latinos or the Latinas, and we're chilling, right? This girl comes up to me, right? And we're dancing for a little bit. And she looks at me, she goes, hey. And I go, yeah. She goes, why is your skin, uh, I go, mind you, this is a grown-ass woman. She goes, why is your skin, uh, uh, she's like looking at it and touching it. And I go, black? She goes, yeah. <laughs> I go, oh, what? <laughs> I was like, I looked at my homie and I go, like, I don't know if he heard what she said, but I was like, what? What? And she goes, yeah. And I go, I was born that way. She, and then she looks at me and she goes, I like black men. I go, what? What? I was like, I'm so What's your room number? (laughs) I was so thrown off. But it's funny because, all right, all right, that was just a funny story. Let's get back to uh, bashing on, let's get back to bashing. But who are we bashing on? <laughs> I'm not bashing on anybody. <laughs> We're bashing on the people who say they only like black men. Oh, uh, yes. Definitely bashing on them. But or any other race, really. Really? Like, come on now. But when you, guys, when you guys do it to fetishize the baby, it really pisses me off. Like, you're dusty. At the end of the day, you're dusty. So if unless you're birthing Jesus outside of you, like, you're going to be dusty and your baby's going to be dusty. So why are you trying to force how your baby looks? Bro, I've <laughs> been around groups of women before where, like, and man, you guys have thought this is always like a compliment. It's always an insult. You know, I'll be around a group of women just kicking and having a good time. And then you hear the the other ethnicities. I'm not even going to say white women. But you hear the other ethnicities go like, oh, girl, you need to find me a black guy just like this one. I need that. Like, oh, I need to find me a black man who's going da 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 da. And I'm always just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, bro? But they'll say and they'll never act on it. See, and then that brings me to the flip side of it. When people say I couldn't date a black man, right? Those races too, I'm like, okay, see, that gets back to the um, not dating a specific race. And then it comes into the stereotypes. But then they meet a different, quote, unquote, black man. And they go, wow, you're just so different. And you look at them, you're like, how? And they just bring up the most corny stuff. And they're like... Oh, you're just more caring, and you're driven, and family-oriented. And I'm like... I know hella black dudes like that. What? Yeah. Exactly. What? Like, and that's where it comes back to someone who goes, Oh, I can never date black men. Then they look at you, say you're different, and then you're in the bed with them. Like, what? Did you have a preference? Are you sure? Like, what was going on there? Like, what was really the stem of that issue? Man, I've even had uh, people be like, I just like black dudes because they're just... Not like... Not like... Genitals wise bigger, but they're just they're just bigger, you know what I'm saying? They're usually just stronger, da 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 da. And I'm just sitting there like what? Or they know how to take charge and yada yada yada. I'm like, what you are you calling talking me about? aggressive? Yes. <laughs> Why yes. Are you are saying I can't support a family? Like what is going on here? <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Yeah, we're definitely not bashing women, for sure. Cause we love treating y'all. We love hanging out with y'all. I mean you got I'm sure you guys know this. Some of the listeners know this very well. Pause. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it's not bashing. It's just we just gotta let it off our chest. These are things everybody should be talking about. Next time you hear your girlfriends go, "Man, I only date white dudes." Ask her why. Ask her why. And then just stare at her. Stop and stare. Yeah. That's a sales technique. Just Ma- stop and stare. Matter of fact, next time you say I only date black dudes because of da 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 da, I want you to stop and ask yourself why too. All right, let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's talk about treating women, because we went on a double date recently, and that was. Woo! Because of us, not the women. No, we just be a good time. Let's not lie. We just be a good time. Uh, 
I'm not gonna talk about the double dates. Go yeah, because man, we had that last episode where we talked about the shit show. Um, your shit show, <laughs> not not just the shit show, nigga. Your shit. You didn't show. have a reservation and pulled up on me. Let's, I uh, did. So okay, now we talked about it before. <laughs> right. And then he decided to literally let me know right when I was getting to the restaurant. Be like, oh yeah, bro. By the way, this isn't one of the ones. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like come on. Well, no street names were used on this occasion, but we yeah. went out. We didn't have a reservation this time either. And to be honest, we've been so busy lately that it's kind of hard to date right now. Like, it's just it's just hard. Yep. Um, you can't give the attention you want to give to certain people. Um, you're not able to just give your all into relationships. So you have to kind of step back. And it's kind of hard for women to understand that. But when we can, we try to go out and we try to show out. We didn't have a reservation this time. And we were kind of being spontaneous. Like, it was, a, I don't know, Sunday, Monday, whatever it was. It was random end of the week. We were chilling. We both had work to do in the morning. And we planned this date, like, that same day. Like, beginning of the week, we knew we were going to go on a double date. But we planned it, like, the same day, which was not it. And his date had the audacity to audit my recommendation for dinner. That's like my date knows better. Wow, wow. My knew better. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. Wow. I hope she does. Now she's going to know she knew better. Wow. And not only that, the reservation door recommendation she gave us was way better than the one you that chose. That place was so dope. Like, come on. You guys should have seen this shit. This man picked a restaurant. The presentation was one out of 10. The food looks dry. One out of 10. <laughs> it was just bad overall. And I was like, damn, this is where you're trying to take the women? It was more like a two out of five, not a one out of 10. Nah. Two out of five. Yo, they, these people had, they had a, they had a, like a pasta sampler uh, dish. And I mean dish, not dishes, where they brought you, you know, like selective, you know, little bowls and everything. They had all the pasta, all touching, all of it just going all over each other. That's gross. If you can't hear the bouginess, he can't have his food touching? What? No. What? How am I? Okay, but if I'm supposed to be tasting these different type of pastas, why is my red sauce already mixing it with the white sauce? Or the vinaigrette or all that type of other stuff. Like, that's gross. Anyway, my date knew better. I showed her the spot he picked. She turned it down, found us a way better spot. And we went, and that experience was great. Yeah, I can't lie. So we had no reservation, and the place definitely needed a reservation. It did. Um, <clears throat> I forget the name. It was the Terrace in France, or French, <laughs> whatever the fuck that, whatever the fuck it is. So if you speak, you speak French. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's, it's still Terrace. Is it? Yeah. Is Terrace a French word? yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. I don't, just little... I don't know if it's a French, French word, but I know it's just the same thing. With a little bit of accent? Okay. Yeah. But the place, fire. Outside presentation, you walk in, you see the patio. There are some crystal chandeliers hanging from outside. Not inside, outside. Um, so from the jump, it was like, dang, are we even going to get seated right now? Mind you, we all looked great. Like, his mm-hmm. date was fire. My date was fire. Like, we were just having a great time. Um, looking good, feeling good, laughing the whole way. And and just for you, just so you guys get an understanding, Abisa and I don't date bums, uh, and this is not knocking the women who are out there, you know, striving hard at life. It's not knocking y'all, but Abisa and I love dating sophisticated women. We don't do that hood ratchet shit, and because we, we like going to sophisticated places. I said I had no type. Okay, well I got a type. I don't <laughs> I don't date hoodlums and women like. I'm all about bringing somebody on the experience and, like, teaching them how to be better. But I'm not dating the girl who's, whenever I'm like, yo, let's go out to eat, she's trying to go to fucking Taco Bell or McDonald's. Like, I'm not doing that, period. Yeah, I can't lie. I've tried it. It's, 
It's why you date. It's, you got to see what you like. Like, some things just I don't, don't date broke women. What the fuck? No, I just don't do what that. If, what if she's in school doing her own thing? Um, what, is, what does taste have to do with that? What if she hasn't had the lifestyle to live like that taste? So she doesn't know it. But I've also taken women who haven't had the lifestyle, and they've really appreciated it. And I've taken women who've done that, and they go, yeah, this is just too bougie for me. What the fuck do you mean, too bougie for you? Really? Yeah. Really? Like, I've definitely taken women out on, like, to me, it's a whole ass experience. But, mm-hmm. And then they go, yeah, I don't really know this life sauce for me. I'm more of a at-home, chilling type of girl, burgers and da-da-da-da-da. Ew, get out of here. Like, no. Damn. I mean, to each their own, because I need a little bit of a mix. But I can't lie. It's been to the point where you can't date bums. Like, you, can't, <laughs> you cannot date bums. Boys. And a lot of women are. Boys have standards. These women be out here saying they need a man with a car and a, and a job and a this and a fresh haircut. That's a lie, because... You can be dusty and scruffy with no car and living at your boy's place on his couch and she'll still let you hit it. But right now, men, that energy you give off, you have to hold that back. Like, you really do have to date up. You, I wouldn't even say date up, but you have to have a more classier date so that way, and classy means a lot of things in this situation, but so that way you have something to aspire to, like, like you can't just you can't just be dating a bum. Like no. have some standards. She needs no. a car. She needs a job. Like something that makes you guys want to be competitive or Or she's in school. She ain't even gotta need it. She didn't gotta have a job. She gotta be she gotta be doing something. And we're now over here trying to uphold society and stuff like that. But you get a lot of these women who are out here, you know, men gotta do this, men gotta do that. That's fine. I want a man who's gonna that's fine. I'd be a stay at home wife and he could take care of me and yada yada. What are you doing right now? No, 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 that's that's all fine. That's fine. If that's what you're looking for, that's fine. If you want your man to only eat fries and burgers with you from McDonald's, that's cool, baby girl. Do you. But now, I'm also going to have my standards. I don't dig broke bitches. I just don't. I just don't. And I'm not saying, like, she's working hard at her two jobs and da 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 living paycheck to paycheck. No, that's a grinder. I'll, I'll still take you out on that one day off you get. You know what I'm saying? We'll still hang out. Because we were there. We yeah, were there. exactly. I know the struggle. But a girl who's... Whose entire life? Ah, I don't even want to get into it. I just don't date. I just don't date bums. <laughs> but to bring it back to what we were talking about originally, Ibiza and I like going and find dining experiences with these women because one, they're great conversations. They're great people to be around. And again, they're wanting a little bit more out of life, and Ibiza and I do too. So that's who I date: women who want a little bit more out of life. So now we're walking into the restaurant, and mind you, we walk up to the place, and I'm already knowing we don't got a reservation, but. I'm a finessist. I'm a finessist. So we walk up and we're just like, we just asked for a table. She's like looking at us. She's looking at the presentation because obviously you got to fit the bill to sit at the table. You just have to. Um, and then, you know, as some black people walking into the place, like we're just the ethnic group walking in. But we, we talk to her. We're cordial. We're smiling. Like, well, we have our mask on so she can just see the smile. She feels the energy. I had my mask off. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay, does not care about COVID. Well, I was already... <laughs> a little TMI, but I was already down my date's throat. Was... <laughs> <laughs> so we That's go That's not there. true. That's not true. We're having a good time. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I can get you guys seated. Um, but the tables are kind of packed right now. I can get you going at the bar or whatever. Like, it'll just be near the bar. We're like, cool, no worries. We go, we get our table, we sit down. Service on point. This reminds me of the Four Seasons because people are just nice. Like, the bartender's back there shaking up the drinks and the drinks look fire. By the way... They made a old-fashioned with egg white. Try it. If you've never tried an old-fashioned with egg white, try it. It's so good. You don't even taste the alcohol. 
but we get our drinks, we sit down, we look at the menu, and I appreciate a place that has a smaller menu. I do. Oh yeah, that's a that's a sign of good food. And I'm not talking about your because see now you guys are probably thinking um, I'm very bougie and only eat at certain places, but I'm still down for the teriyaki shop down the street. I'm still down for the hot dogs and I'm still down for all that. But the hole in the wall. when we're doing the fine dining, I here's how I'm gonna put it. If I'm going to a restaurant where I'm trying to, you know, show up and show out to my date, you can't be the place that's doing teriyaki, lobster, and burgers. <laughs> Cheesecake <laughs> like, factory. What? <laughs> that's crazy. That just tells me you're not good at anything you do. You just kind of That's the casino. No, because bro, like what I'm hearing is you just got to make sure it's the right temperature so I don't get salmonella, and you're going to serve it to me. There's no care into that. But the restaurant we went to, they had everything listed out, where they got it from, how they're making it, how to eat it, um, like keynotes and everything. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at. A one-page menu. And now we're at appetizers. I order, I don't even remember what it was called. Um, your date had to explain it to me because I didn't know what it was. Fine women and fine dining, I'm <laughs> telling you. But she tells me what it is after we order it. And it turns out, speaking of salmonella, it's raw meat. So I'm like, okay. Little story. I asked my mom one time about eating raw meat. And she goes, because, you know, my mom, my mom's from the motherland. She's back home. Like, she's like, raw meat, that ain't nothing. Um, and while I'm asking her, she's chopping up meat. And I go, yeah, they tell me you can eat raw meat. She's like, yeah, of course you can. Look. Picks up a little square of meat and just tosses it in her mouth and eats it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But now I'm here at the fine dining restaurant and we're kicking it. I'm at the terrace and or the whatever it was called. And I get the raw meat, right? So it's thinly sliced. There's some cheese and some vegetable there, some green veggie. I put it all together. I eat it like it's a little burrito. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it, but <laughs> I ate it like a little burrito. And you could just taste everything. You could taste the saltiness of the meat, the the weird little punginess of the cheese, and then whatever that arugula, spinach, whatever I was eating, it had a crazy taste, and it was so bomb altogether to where I was like, wow, we scooped up that plate and smacked it. Like, I never thought I'd be eating raw meat, but that was bomb. Yeah. I forgot what we had for appetizers. Well, I forgot the, the official name, but it was uh, um, crab. Serve on top of these little toasts, and they had um, like some shavings on top of it and some other stuff, and that was just really refreshing. <laughs> so the girl who I went out with, I usually just let her order because she foodie, she knows what she's doing, she knows it's good, and she knows what I, what I like to eat. So she picked everything out, and that was just very refreshing. Um, I have I have pictures. I'm gonna upload everything to Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on the social socials. So you guys can kind of see all that happening. Um, but I I ordered uh, for the main entrees. I'm an old-fashioned type of guy. I, I drank old-fashioned and whiskey on the rocks. So I was right there with Ibiza. But for my main meal, uh, what did I order? Uh, I think I ordered the seafood pasta. Mm -hmm. I order that most places that I go just because... And that's not the only thing I order, but I order that part of the meal. That was Just fine. because I just like trying out how different restaurants make that dish. It's such a good dish. You know what I'm saying? You get a little bit of everything. And I love seafood, too. And that was great. The presentation was awesome. Um, everything was well-cooked. The vermicelli was perfect. And, you know, again, the, the experience and service was great. Everything was great. I liked it a lot. Man, these double dates, though, have been so fun. Like, we really just be out having a good time. And it's cool because 
I can be having conversations with like my date and I hear Luigi and them laughing over on the other side of the table. And then we can all be having a group conversation and it just flows so well. The women love it. It's just flows so well. Man, a little pat on the back for us. Y'all don't understand the experience we're out here having. And honestly, if you've either turned down this experience or you've never been a part of it, you're really just missing out. <laughs> yeah. like, no matter what, you're really just missing out. And we probably sound like some dudes just sitting here trying to hype ourselves up. But why not? Well, bro, I had to have a fun. Yeah, <laughs> that be, was a good time. Certified lover boys. And see? Donda. Donda. <laughs> no, no way. No way. But no, that was a great experience. Like I said, I'll post the pictures later on today on the social media. Um, check us out. It's been great. It's been great. The double dates have been awesome. We got to do another one soon. I'm thinking wine night, charcuterie boards, maybe a movie, a couple of drinking games. Just hanging out with the women. Okay, I like that. Just having a good time. You know, if, uh, <laughs> I was about to say something, but I'm, I'm going to hold myself off. We're not going to do all that. Bro, you really do be putting on with the restaurants, though. I can't lie. Like, I've gone to a couple of Luigi's recommendations. Spots are fire. A he couple. gets stingy. He gets stingy with some a of couple. them. A couple? Yeah, you get stingy <laughs> with some of them. Man, what do you mean I get stingy? Bro, he'll be like, I tried this fireplace. What's it called? I can't tell you. What? Okay, okay. That's because, that's because, first and foremost, I'm usually the one my friends come to for recommendations. For everything. They're going on a date. Where am I going to, what should I go eat? They're about to go hang out with, with the homies. What should I go eat? The family, what should I, always, bro. So, now, you know what I'm saying? Because we, sh- we, we hang out in the same group a lot. So, if I'm just letting you know all the places I'm checking out, Next time I go there or next time I take somebody new there, they're already going to be like, oh, yeah, I think Ibiza came here, too. Nah, I've told y'all enough. I've told y'all all my favorite places. So what he's talking about is this corn dog spot. And it was fire. And I came back and I told him it was great. And he goes, where's it at? And I felt like I had to hold it off because that's my spot. Find your own damn corn dog spot. But you know what's funny? That spot is right next to the little uh, dumpling spot. So it's kind of a common spot. So I was like, dog, I just never tried it. <laughs> Whatever. I just never tried it. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, I, w- I, I do think of my group of friends, not even to say I'm the best at it, but like I said, I love going out to eat. I love fine dining. I love holes in the walls. I love Caribbean food. I love all that type of stuff. And that's what a lot of my experiences have been lately, just going out to eat. What, last weekend, I uh, went to this French restaurant um, called Le Coin up in Fremont. That night, we did a five-course meal. This was his lover boy weekend, by the way. That was my lover boy weekend. I'm telling y'all, certified lover boy was popping for that. You know, deep pockets. Because, um, I mean, let's be honest. COVID's ramping up right now. I probably shouldn't be at the restaurants, but it did do feel a bit safer to go to as compared to, like, traveling aboard um, or, you know, going to concerts and stuff. So I've just been kind of been doing something different. And so we went to get this five-course meal, and we added on the wine to pair along with every meal. So we're just having a great time, you know, during the day, just having drinks, you know, chefs coming over, giving us little samples, um, because the thing is, it wasn't five full on courses. It was more like simple, simple plates, but from their high end of the menu. So it wasn't like the, oh, we'll bring a couple of fries for you guys to eat. No, it's like they had 60 day aged steak that we're eating. You know what I'm saying? So it was different like that. Uh, at one point, they served us an onion. But the, yeah, they served us an onion. But they had it in a in a pork broth roux, and it, even that was fire. It was my least favorite dish, but it was so flavorful, so fragrant. It was awesome. Um, they brought us scallops. They brought us, you know, like 
just all sorts of craziness. And it was such an experience because they sat us right in front of the chef, which I called ahead of time to make sure they were going to do that. So we watched them make all the food. We're having conversations with them. We're having drinks with them. And it was just an awesome experience. And that's a lot more than you get just going to grab McDonald's because you think just because it's a first date, that's what you guys should do. Like, nah, let's go, girl. I'm going to show you what it's like to live with me. But let me ask you. So <clears throat> besides the date and all that, does the food actually taste different? Like, do you actually go like when we went to the restaurant, I tasted the raw meat and I was like, that's bomb. I had the pasta, though, and I was like, oh, I should not order that because it was OK. Like it wasn't the greatest. It was still good, but it wasn't it wasn't anything amazing. So is the food really different for because that was an experience. Five courses like, yeah, high end food Deep pockets. But it's uh, you know, what I'm saying I think the food does taste different. Um, I mean, it's like cooking at your own house. You know, you could toss on a cheap piece of steak on there or you could get a nice expensive. Ultimately, it's about who's cooking it. Do they know what they're doing? That's what it's really about. But I would say the food 100%. Like, it's like when I went to Hell's Kitchen. I've never had uh, a beef Wellington that good ever again. Like, his was the best. The other ones I've had, they were overcooked. They were dry. There were always issues with it. But the food 100% tastes different. And when you're eating, when you're having fine dining experiences or you're eating at Michelin star restaurants, five-star restaurants, the food should 100% be different. You got to explain Michelin. I feel like I didn't know what that was, so I feel like other people won't know what that is. So Mission Restaurant is a restaurant that's well above just being a five stars. Fun fact, a Mission rest- the Michelin star is given out by Michelin tires. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Really? Like that little Michelin puffy boy you guys see? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 that, same, it's that same thing. It's yeah. that same group. I thought it was just the same name. I thought it was a common no, name. No, 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 no. It's the same thing. It's the same company, same organization that gives them out. Um, but it's, you know, signaling that you just that different cut of a chef. Like the food you make, people under on the road gotta stop by and try it. People around gotta come come and try it. Like everybody gotta come and eat this because it's so good all the time. All the time. That and that's what a Michelin star is. So Damn, I wonder if Denny's has a Michelin star. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. Like you also gotta pay to keep them too. The Michelin stars like once you get awarded one, it's like getting an award. Um you gotta pay to keep it. You can't just win it again? No, you got to pay to keep it. Yikes. You can lose it, though. Okay. You can lose it, but you got to pay to keep it. Um, so, and again, I don't do this every time, but, you know, when I got a little bit of money laying around, I want to, you know, be like, yo, girl, let's go and eat somewhere that's different. Like, again, I'll upload all these pictures, and you guys will see what I'm kind of talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go, you know, bring out the duck breast, but make it medium rare. Like, come on. People don't ever really hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, bring out the ratatouille. Like, let's do some shit like that. The movie? Yeah. Dinner in the movie? Bring out the chef. Bring out the rat. Uh, but, so that's where I'm at when I say these experiences. And the reason why it was a certified lover boy weekend for me is because I still do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm not Drake. I can't rent out an entire stadium yet. Emphasis on the yet. Um, I can't spend millions you know, on, on a sh- private chef. I can't spend millions at the at the house that's like a freaking embassy. But I know where my pockets are, and I'm still able to go out and have these fine dining experiences. I'm still able to dress well, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been buying hella cologne lately because that's what I'm getting into. Like, I'm still a certified man, and I'm still out here doing certified shit. 
Like the whips nice, the restaurants are nice, the cribs nice. Why am I not certified? You know what I'm saying? No check mark. Okay, I guess yeah, yet, <laughs> yet. But you know what I'm saying? Because you got people out here who are going like, uh, what's his name? That one black actor that was Killmonger, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan. My man rented at an aquarium. I can't really do that. I just ain't got the money for it. I don't even know what. I don't even know what kind of money you gotta have to make that happen. Honestly, but girl, in, I can grab you and take you to a nice ass restaurant. Within society, though, they say as a man, you're not certified or. I, f- I figure that one just means certified, or you're not uh, deemed high value until you at least make 100000 100, Six figures. I don't know if I feel that way. I think as a man, you just got to be able to provide. And I'm not saying being the sole provider and taking on everything by yourself, but I think as a man and a, and a woman, you should always have something to bring to the table. And I think as long as you can swim above waters, you're good. Yeah, I had, this, I had this girl say one of the craziest things to me one time. She goes... <clears throat> She's like, I don't need validation from nobody. I know what I bring from. The, I know what I bring to the table, and that's all I really need to go off of. And I go, damn. Yeah, and I mean, in my younger days, I've slept with dudes' wives who were giving them everything. So, is it really about the money? Is it really about the house? Is it really about the jewelry? I don't think so. No, no, and that's so. where it goes back to emotions. Because if you're not treating her right, and if you're not entertaining her, because let's not lie, some dudes just be boring. Don't be doing nothing. Bro, your homegirl said that to you, didn't she? Yes. Did she? That yes. was that was crazy. She, Dudes be boring. Not gonna lie. She called her man a bum. You niggas don't be up to shit a lot of times. Yes. And honestly, if your girl's with you, bro, girls, this is why I call girls slick. Because they'll be with you in the relationship while you're while you're maybe struggling or you're kind of complacent with what's going on and be like, uh, eh, you're kinda of boring. I'm gonna see what else is out there. Okay. I well, will in say, the relationship. I will say I've never seen a woman do some shit out of pocket if the dude's struggling. I've only seen women do things out of pocket if the dude doesn't care. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. I like that. Because in my experience, too, like, I've struggled before in my life, you know what I'm saying? And the girl I was with, she, she held me down until we were back up again. You know what I'm saying? Um, and vice versa. Like, I've seen dudes who, they're down bad. They're not just down bad because life's beating them down. They're just down bad because them niggas don't be up to shit. And then their girls go, I don't want to do this anymore. Because, bro, you're not up to anything. Mm-mm. And dudes get it wrong a lot of times. A woman's not a ride or die, which means she got to die with you because you want to be a bum. That doesn't make her a ride or die. That's just no. dumb. She, a woman's a ride or die when you got your head on your shoulder and you're doing your shit, bro, when you're making it happen. And if you fall down, she will pick you up. Exactly. But if you're just being a bum. Yes, bro. You, if, if she breaks up with you because you ain't got your own car and you're always asking her for a ride, it's not that she's not a ride or die. It's, bro, you're not taking any initiative to even get a bike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dog? See? Or, so, bro, you better get on the bus and get you an orca. I'm just like, saying, bro, we experience things differently. No, that's why. Like, the women who don't want to be with me is, is because of something else. It's never because uh, Luigi ain't up to shit. <laughs> you know what I was saying? See, my homegirl's friend, the dude she's dating, she'd be talking about it all the time. The dude's a bum. Like, the dude just be sitting on her couch playing video games. And she'd be sitting there thinking, like, why are you still with that man? And the girl would be like, I still love him. But when she, they're having their conversation, she's like, I'm ready to find something new. Like, exactly. She's bro. already ready. Like, what's going to happen when she's already ready? Bro, dudes be out here not even sucking on toes. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, what? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'd be out here not even doing the bare minimum or asking their partners what they need. And they're so caught off guard when the girl's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Suck it on the toes, the bare minimum? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. We, we got to wrap this up. Like, you know, but you know what I'm saying, dog? Like, 
I think there's a big misconception in that too because you shouldn't put somebody through it just to put them through it just because you're not doing shit. Like you can't be like, oh, bro. Because dudes would be like, I'm a good dude. All I do is stay home and play video games. Bro, that's part of the problem. <laughs> like, Come on now, the recognize. Problem. Get with it. You know what I'm saying? Take her out on a nice date. Fly her out to Vegas, bro. Like, do some, do something. Buy her flowers on a Tuesday. Nice. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. And then, is, is it break her back? I'm getting old, so I don't really know what the what terminology is anymore. Is it is it breaking her back? Is that what it is? Is that what the kids are saying now? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm just saying give her flowers. <laughs> <laughs> give her flowers and break her back. All right. <laughs> Every night, girl. Except black men aren't aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Pause. But you know, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all dudes be because y'all gonna hear this and be like, ah, oh, this man doesn't know what he's talking about, bro. All I know is all your girls want to hang out with me, and we're just gonna leave it at that. You know what it is. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. You already know what it is. Like I said, follow us on all the socials. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, MySpace. Tom? 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 <laughs> What's his name, Tom? Tom? The guy who everybody had added as a friend. The guy who made MySpace, I figured. Oh, I, I, I have no Let's idea. I never had a MySpace. Damn. Anyway, as you hear it from your host with the most, the winning podcast. We're out. This is Ibiza, y'all. Deuces.